Jill Hopkins from Vocalo Radio. Here at Young Chicago Authors, we're excited about the Winter Block Party at Metro this uh, February 8th. It's going to be a great time, and uh, part of the reason why it's going to be so amazing is because DJs Pump and Pete and Cash Air will be joining us. I have questions for the both of you, two of the best DJs in Chicago. Pete, I'll start with you. Tell me about the early days of DJing here in Chicago. We're bringing the Blue Groove Lounge back, and you were there. Yes, yes. Some of the greatest days of my life. Just having a conversation with uh, Akbar from Mental Giants a second ago about it, and um, it really is one of these things that was just a place I wanted to grab my records and go play hip-hop, Yeah, you know? And when I saw Jesse was doing it and he asked me to be a part of it, I had no idea, like, what we were doing or how it would resonate to this day, you know? When you think about music, music usually brings a whole lot of people together, right? Well, yeah. Hip-hop is, is no different. And when I had the opportunity to play hip-hop in the city of Chicago where everybody's playing house oh, and yeah. no one wants to hear hip-hop... So we had our own little thing, but we never, ever thought, like, I'd be having this conversation with you about, <laughs> you know, a 20, 30, you know, year anniversary. Well, no one Blue starts Blue off thinking, this is going to be legendary. But did it feel special as it was happening? Funny you should say that. At almost some part of the night, every Monday night, it did. I'd be, you know, playing a main source song, and then down the stairs would come Common. An hour later would be John Cusack. Next week would be Kanye and Exhibit. A uh, week after that would be like Ludacris and DeBrat. Like when you see people like that showing up at your your night on a Monday on night a Monday. <laughs> in Lincoln Park, across from Muskies in the basement. You know what I mean? It's like you know you knew that something special was happening. Cashera, you know, me and Pete here, we've seen some things, but you, the fresh face. Yes, <laughs> I'm a young one out here. Compare and contrast the scene that Pete has just described to what you're experiencing in the clubs these days. I'm jealous. I wish I would have been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really mad that I missed that era of what the DJ world was. In comparison to what it is today, I feel like it's evolved from that. I feel like you laid the foundation of that. You know, because I have events where I DJ, it'll be on a Monday, and it'll, you know, it's like who thinks you're going to party hard on a Monday, but you'll have these bigger name celebrities coming out to these events, and now it feels like hearing hip-hop is the norm, and people are surprised now when they hear house music during a set. So it's almost like it's partially going back, but still building on the foundation that was already laid. Um, and I feel like people now are starting to realize how important hip-hop is, how important house music is. And now I feel like I can play a wide variety of genres in a set and people will latch on to almost all of it. And if they don't, they'll latch on to some part of it they know. And then you can incorporate other genres or different things to make it different. And they can still find an aspect of it that they do enjoy. I wonder, Pete, if you can uh, paint a picture of the Blue Groove Lounge. You walk in the door, what happens? You know, you walk in the front door, you kind of, uh, you know, you're greeted by a doorman. You take two steps up, walk across the main bar in the front, and then head downstairs. And um, walking down those stairs, like, you can kind of feel the bass vibrate. You know, your hair will shake a little bit on the way down. and. You just kind of have, got a little smell of incense because Jesse's big on all <laughs> sensories when partying, right? So I guess I could best describe it as like a um, underground golden era Adidas commercial. 
dance party, unintentional, like just soulful unification of hip hop loving people, you know? And as soon as you walk down there, like you're part of that culture and that family. And you know, people often talk about setting a vibe, setting its own. When the vibe was created at Blue Groove Lounge, it wasn't really created. It just manifested itself out of thin air almost. You know, it's like we spend all this time thinking, okay, how can we make our own culture? Sometimes mm. it just happens magically. And again, I got to go back to the fact that we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We just went down there and played these great records and people just like, it would take me 15 minutes to get to the stage sometimes because everyone's hugging and, you know, everyone wants to catch up. And then, you know, on the way out, it takes you another 15 minutes just to get to your car. If I could describe it in, you know, one short sentence, it'd be underground, Adidas commercial, raw, yeah. soulful. And a lot of love in the room. I feel as though the Blue Groove Lounge was the first in a line of dominoes that is, has woven itself through Chicago's music scene. And Cachera's uh, style and, and your uh, compatriots here, you're not the end of the domino line. You're, you're, you're in, the, in the middle here, uh, continuing on this legacy. When you hear Pete talking about this, what, what are some, some lessons, some party-throwing lessons that maybe you and, and your colleagues have picked up in the wake of the Blue Girl Lounge? Oh, I like hearing that it, it was, you know, raw and authentic. Um, I definitely feel that at majority of my events. I feel like being in Chicago, it's almost impossible not to feel the love here. And people, outside people, try to say there's no love here, but there's love here, and it's impossible to miss it, you know? And I think it's beautiful to see that you still have people that, when they see you in the crowd, they wanna hug you, they wanna catch up. Like, that still happens today. Um, and then saying that the vibe is manifested, not created. I think that's very, very true um, today. And I think that will always remain true because you, know, you can go into a space ready to play whatever, but it, it's about the people in the room and how they react to it. And the energy that they bring as well will definitely affect how you play and what you play, um, you know, what you do and don't do. And I think that you being at the beginning of the domino line and me being in the middle, I hope that I can only continue to add to it for the next person down the domino line. So thank you for what you've done to kick it off. Yeah, I think that definitely continuing to let the energy manifest on its own. And just as a DJ, adding to the energy that's already in the room yeah. is very crucial. 